Today's podcast is brought to you by our friends at Anchor FM. Anchor is the easiest way to start your own podcast. You can create and distribute your podcast across all the major podcasting hosting stations, okay? And it's absolutely free. So if you've ever thought about hosting a podcast, now's your opportunity to do so. Jump on Anchor FM and start podcasting today. We're also brought to you by our friends at Vulorium. It is the fastest growing live streaming platform on the planet. Thousands of titles. You can watch it on any device. It's got no upfront costs, no credit card fees. It's free to watch. You can watch it on the toilet while you're on your mobile phone, at the office instead of doing your paperwork, maybe on your tablet while you're waiting for the airplane to take off. Right, but Vulorium has thousands and thousands of titles for you to access instantly. So jump onto Vulorium.com today and start watching. Today on the podcast, I'm joined by the multi-talented international New Zealand women's football star, musician and painter. Let's give it up for Hannah Wilkinson. Two, two, three, four. Awesome. We're live. <laughs> Hannah, thank you for joining me here in no worries. the Espresso House in Eslon for Remedia podcast. Cool. Yeah, I really want to thank you because I know you're busy. You're busy training and playing and doing all the things you professional footballers do. Yeah. Um, how did you find yourself to be in Sweden? Well, I have just come from... I had just come from college in the, in the States. I played at the University of Tennessee for five years. Um, I was thinking about going professional, you know, before that, um, and it was a, you know, a call about whether to continue my education um, and have the opportunity to play at a reasonably high level in college or just go straight professional. Um, and I made the decision to get my degree and then look overseas, and I got, you know, a lot of advice on from my national teammates yep. about, you know, where to play. Um, it's looking into like Germany, um, France, you know, all those other places I was looking into, but Sweden sounded like it was a good choice. Um, culture sounded amazing. Um, you know, the experience the girls have had, like Riley's been here for years. I don't even know how many years she's been here. Um, Kirsty Yellop, who was my teammate, played on this, you know, V12 for like five years. So the fact that they stick around, whoops, they stick around, <laughs> the horses. Um, you know, it means it suggests that it's you know it's, it's a good place to be. And so, um, got an agent, did a lot of the girls work with, um, Henna, and he really helped me to find a team. And I was you know looking at Man City for a little bit, I was talking to, and then um, a, a Norwegian team, I think, and yeah. then finally, uh, Vitor needed a player, and I was you know. Did, Ask Kirsty how it was, how she liked it, she really liked it, you know, and it's the Dama Svenskan, you know, really top league, and I was like, yeah, alright, cool, sounds good, so that's how it happened, and I just came straight from Knoxville, Tennessee, to Sweden. Nice, nice. I find that it's one of the most supportive football environments to be involved in, I've been working in football for 13, 14 years now, uh, in Australia, US, UK, Sweden. Sweden by far. Yeah. There's there's the element of corporate life that's approached, but like there's security, the support network yeah. that you get in life in general here. Yeah. Filters through the sports clubs. Yeah. And I feel that that I mean like prime example is with the two football players I bought from the UK this year. Yeah. Come and play with with our club. Yeah. Um, and they're just like well, we were going to quit. Yeah. We we're going to leave the game. and yeah. Go get a job. Um, but we've given a second chance. So, mm-hmm. and you also find that it, the the quality, just the like the uh, the ability, the freedom for people to just to be themselves. There's not that yeah. pressure that you get. Yes, back absolutely. Home, yep. That, that, the, mm-hmm. the stigma yep. that, you, that we all you know, face. Yeah. Um, you know, we, it's not here. Yeah. It's, not, it's amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, absolutely. Like in Sweden, it's more somewhat kind of compared to a socialist. Speakers, you know, yeah, which has some negatives <laughs> when you're talking about trying to get things like you know healthcare and stuff. But yes, um, the other side of it is that yes, everyone does get treated equally, and there's limited discrimination. I know it's like um, one of the very few countries that has you know given refuge to you know Syrian refugees. You know, 
terms of diversity, it's a very inclusive country. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah and it's it's great. Yeah, I yeah. love the culture and everything about it. So let's go way back. Football. Where did you start playing football? Well, um, I just kind of followed my brothers into it. I had an older brother who, I guess, started playing first, and then um, I guess I just kind of did what he did. So I followed him in football. And my little brother came along and played as well. So and we started to enjoy it a lot. And my dad started coaching. Yeah. Um, coached my high school team. Um, so from there on in, yeah, I was playing in boys' teams the whole time, so I just got that competitive streak. Um, yeah, it just became like a that, passion, like a family sport. Yeah, and that would actually be a massive advantage, right? Yes. Playing with brothers. Yep, huge. Yep, I was uh, conditioned to be competitive from the get-go. No, I don't <laughs> what, um, what junior club did you come from? Did you have a junior club? Yeah. Um, uh, I come from Whangarei, so it's a suburb of Whangarei called Kamo. Yep. And I played for Karma Swifts FC boys. Okay. Well, those, you know, co-ed, but I was usually the only girl. <laughs> but, but, but it is that co-ed to a certain point, right? They right. do have co-ed and then they have, and then it's divided. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It's just like, there was no, at least I don't think, there was a, a, a youth girls team. I was playing it with, in boys teams for Karma until I was about, like, maybe 15. Yeah. Well, you're only young, right? So, yeah. W League in Australia has been around for mm. long enough for you to have been professional to begin playing it. Yeah. Was that ever an option to go yeah. there? Yes, definitely yeah. looked at the W League a lot, all yeah. the time actually, but it, was, it frustrated me that it's so short that I would have to... I feel like the W League is a place where you have to kind of have another plan in place. Yeah. Another club signed beforehand whereas for example like players that play in America the NWSL they play in America they're kind of long season and then they hop over to the, to the Aussie and play in the W League because uh, the season just ends perfectly and then there's a, the break you have for the American League yeah. is an opportunity to play just continue playing in the W League for a little bit and then go back to the US but it's a lot of Football was a lot of back-to-back um, back really. seasons. Yeah, exactly. So burnout rate would be right. And I did, I did look at um, ask. You know, I asked around when I was looking for professional clubs, and I asked some players in Australia if there was any way that what's the arrangement for Australian national team players? Do they like have a club team that they just continue playing for outside of the W League season, so that you can just stay in Australia yeah yeah um, and I think there is some kind of arrangement but it's specifically for Australian okay. national team players yeah so I can imagine understandably yeah. exactly so I think W League yeah I would, I would love to have a season there I would love 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 that but it's just annoying that it's so short mm. So. Is the quality of football, you think, I mean, just from your observation, having not played or trained there, but is the quality of football going to benefit your career, really? Um, in Australia? Yeah. Um, I haven't really closely looked at games there. I've seen, you know, from the type of players they get over there, I would assume that it's like definitely top, one of the best, but... Um, I guess, I guess every league's kind of different. You can't yeah. really say like this league's stronger than this one because there's such so many different styles of play. Yeah. Like, you know, if you compare the US to Sweden, for example, the US is just like athletes, athletes, like attacking-minded, counter-attack, you know, goals, so many goals in that league. Yeah. Um, in Sweden, there's this very, very possession-based skill, you know, incredible passing, like you watch Rosengard play, they're yeah. about to play on this weekend, you know, like it's just, it's so great to watch them play, yeah. you know, they just keep the ball, they keep the ball, they build, you know, it's just nice play, and I think the defending in the Donald Shreds game is top notch as well, yeah. as a yeah. striker, I can say that, it's very difficult. Yeah, well, I think it's so. probably because they're very tactical, or they, and they I, look, from my time tactical. I've spent, they spend a lot more time looking at tactics yeah. than we do back yeah. in Australia. And that would make sense if you look at like the number of goals and how tight the league is mm. as well. Like anyone can win, yeah. anyone can win. So yeah, no, that's true. That's true. You said you studied in Tennessee. Yeah. Um, that was basically the follow-up question from 
looking at the W League, that was an option at some stage, and yet, so what made you choose to go to college? Well, uh, I was studying in New Zealand. Yep. Um, I had just completed like a year of undergraduate study. Um, I was like 17, 18. Mm. And I, after the World Cup in 2011, I had a, an offer from an agent that worked in Germany who was, who was asking about if I wanted to be go to Wolfsburg. And this is ages ago. And I, I was so young, I didn't even know who that was, what, how big a deal it was, whatever. <laughs> so, I know. Looking back, I'm just like, what? <laughs> um, and I thought, whoa, that's cool. And But I thought about my studies and it's like, I feel like it would be better to get those done now while I can, instead of having to you know, I'm done with football, I'm like close to 40 and I have no degree. Yeah. So I made the call to look at uh, American college because you can play and study and get it all paid for if you, if you get a good yep. you know, deal, which I definitely did. Okay, that was yeah. my next question. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it was I a full, did. It was a full, full athletic scholarship. It was a full, full um, say 95%. Was it 95 or 100%? It was 100%. I got everything yeah, okay, taken okay. care of. Because you know that that's that, incredible. That, that, yeah, for football, I mean, they do it for NFL, NBA, yeah. or, you know, I say basketball, American yeah. football, and baseball. Yeah. They do the full freight scholarships. Mm-hmm. And I was chatting to some people not long ago, and they were saying, like, to get 100% freight in a top, is it, is it an ATA college mm-hmm. or triple, like triple in, A? College? NCAA. Yeah, yeah well, NCAA is the league, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it was like the college was rated, like, yeah, yeah. No, to get a full mean, freight one. one. Yeah, Division one. that's it. Yeah. yeah. And, they were, and they were saying that it's even for footballers, it's difficult. So for you to get that, that's... It's great. I mean, it helped that I was part of a you know, national team, been to World I, Cup. I was going to say that. Probably one uh, I had a fantastic resume, um, thanks to you know, my opportunities in New Zealand and, yeah. and playing for my country. So, um, yeah, I went over to Tennessee. I um, spent five years there. Yeah. I ended up getting two degrees. I got uh, my undergrad in psych and I got... Uh, Postgraduate certificate um, in cultural studies because I tore my ACL during that time, yep. and you get what's called like a red shirt year. So you get you get given five, yeah five years to complete a four year degree. Yeah. Yeah. So that if you miss a season due to injury, you get one more season back, and that's called your red shirt year. Yeah. That's so supportive. So I know. So I was if if I was gonna you know tear my ACL, I'm glad that I did it. <laughs> That time where yeah. I had, you know, had the support, everything the paid for, like sorted out. I had the top, like treatment. Like you think about Tennessee as a sports ins- institution. It's got like the most incredible like facilities that I've ever seen. Like yeah. Tennessee football, like American football, is like a almost like a million dollar industry. <laughs> like it's absolutely crazy. Yeah, stuff like that. Insane. And uh, what's great is that it's not just you know, the support is not just confined to Tennessee football, you know. Yeah. It's like for all sports. It's like a sports-oriented university, and that's yeah. why I liked it a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So it was, uh, it was equal, and we got spoiled. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Absolutely so, spoiled. So, so you've done your studies, and then you complete them. Mm-hmm. First of all, uh, what's it like actually playing football? In the states, um, experience-wise, is it? I mean, especially through the growth period of football. Now. Yeah, and at a college level, I would call it. You're kind of built into an athlete. Yeah. The very strength, fitness, speed focused, which um, is if you look at the U.S. national team, see like the epitome of what they are. They're just very, very strong, very fit, very fast, very confident players. Um, yeah, I, I think attacking-minded as well is yeah. like a massive thing, um, which is what I've always liked because I have played for you know teams like New Zealand, for example, was where primarily like a defending team. Yeah. We always have been. We've been top defending because you know, we never really learned how to be that attacking-minded. It all is true. It's true. We can't, we can't, we can't, but you can. You absolutely can. Just take a chance. Um, So that was one aspect of college that I really enjoyed. It's the attacking 
um, based play. Yeah. Like the sort of like center back to striker, long balls. It's not the prettiest to watch, but it's, you know, it's my game. So yeah. um, here in Sweden, I'm learning like a whole other, you know, I've already learned so many other things um, that I'm capable of and practice them, like turning on the ball, um, coming yeah. in to get the ball, turning, holding the ball up, like all kinds of different things. So yeah. it's, it's expanding my game for sure. You finished university and then why didn't you stay in America to play? Was there an opportunity that came up or there wasn't? And Well, I did actually look to play in the US yeah. right after college. I put myself into the draft for the NWSL. Um, I didn't get picked. I think they were, the draft is more like they're trying to pull US-based players. I talked to my coach and um, he said that there was... You know, some NWSL coaches that were interested, but just couldn't make room for an international player. Yeah. So, straight out of college. Do they have a visa slot yeah. process similar to the A-League? Has like three spots or yeah. whatever it is? Yes. Yeah. I don't know how many international spots they have, but I mean, I think it's it's harder to get in, I think, because yeah. of the visa. I mean, America's tough. So. You can get into it anyway. It's a work permit. Well, it's probably easy nowadays with Trump, but... Yeah. Prior to that, we don't know, but it was very difficult to get a work. Absolutely, either. yeah. So I definitely tried that avenue and I had a plan in case it wouldn't work out, which I was like kind of 80% sure I wasn't going to get drafted specifically for, I knew that they it's tough to break in as yeah. an international. So, um, plus I didn't really have my best years in college. You know, when you draft players, you're taking like the top, top, top players from college and I wasn't one of those. Yeah, yeah. So um, I looked at overseas. Yeah. So, it worked out. Well, you're here now. You're exactly. Yeah, it definitely worked out, for sure. Yeah. How'd you come to playing with Bitwell? When you touched on the opportunity coming here, sorry, that is how you got here. Yeah. But in terms of, uh, were there other clubs in Sweden that were also on the cards that you could assign for as a bit worthy only? Um, when I was talking to my agent, Linshipping was the team yep. I was interested, but, um, it kind of happened at the same time. It was like Vitua and Linchipane, and then I didn't respond quick enough, or something happened with Linchipane. I don't know what. They didn't really respond, or something. And yeah. Vitua came, and then, uh, you know, I took the advice of my agent, and he was like, "Yeah, this is a good club. Like, yeah, he lives here in Hessen, so, yeah. so he knows all about it. He knows um, Thomas, yeah. our coach, quite well. Um, and so yeah, I just took his word for it and." Loved it so far. So. Yeah. It's yeah. a good little, it's a good little town. Yeah, it's nice. And it's a good club. It's yeah. a club that's come from, you know, from very low, and they've built up slowly and slowly and slowly, yeah. and they've got there. Yeah. Uh, in a very competitive. Exactly, I like a it. Very competitive league, and yeah. to retain it, um, it's, that in itself, it's, it's super competitive when you're at Rosenfeld and then shopping at the boy and all these different clubs yeah. that are big clubs, and and they uh, obviously have. Have the money and resources to do you know, great things. Yeah. How was preseason this year? It was awesome because it was really, really hard. Yeah. I almost swore then. I'm glad that I did. I you that as well. <laughs> okay. Yeah. It's all good. Yeah. It was tough. Yeah. Which is what a preseason should be. Because yeah. when Matt came in, he brought so much structure to the team. He he brought you know. He was approachable, you know, he came and had like player meetings, wanted to get to know each and every one of us as individuals, which is really rare to find in a coach, that you're not just, you know, playing for some master that just wants to use you as a chess piece, you know, he's completely different, he's the whole person, which I think is really important, yeah. and so he came in, you know, knowing this, um, put us through some <laughs> hell preseason, you know, running, um, I think we're on the track, like yeah. <laughs> literally we're on a track once a week at one point doing these like terribly difficult like just round, run, run, run. But it made a difference, yeah. you know, it made a huge difference. And as soon as we get, you know, on the field and playing, like I can, I know I could feel the difference. Yeah. Um, lasting longer, that just makes you a much, much, much better team. So, um, yeah, you can get that 90, 100, 120 minutes. Just, you know, exactly. you've got to, you know, the 90 yeah. is going to be easy. Yeah. And you're not falling short of the mark. Exactly. It was good. Yeah. It was good. Yeah. How's, how's Matt adapted to life in Hasselhoff? Is he? I think he's, he's he's liking it. I guess you know he's uh, he's got a dog over here now. Which, yeah, a dog yeah, here. yeah. 
He's more sober than I am. <laughs> yeah. He's way sober than you. I was on that job like two he's days still, ago. His head is, yeah, he's come from uh, Germany, this dog. So. Oh, that's right, because his, so. his wife went to China, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah, she took a good contract. Um, um, so, yeah, it's nice having his dog around. <laughs> In a funny way, when I, when I first came here, like 13 years ago, I didn't know any other Australians or specific Kiwis, Australians, Southern yeah. Hemisphere people. Yes. Up here. Tough and now we're them. slowly like taking over. Yeah. Yes, we are taking over. Listen. <laughs> yeah. It's coming. Yeah. Because because obviously the nationalities that you've got in Bitswell, I think that I think correct me if I'm wrong, you've got English, Scottish, Canadian. You have any English players? No. Sure. Oh English doesn't include Scottish. 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 Yeah. English Scottish. <laughs> yeah. It's an island, right? Yeah. 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 Don't call English people Scottish. No, no, no. It's like I said to someone, okay, it was a couple months ago, I said, oh, whereabouts in America are you guys from? <laughs> Fucking Ontario, Canada? And I'm like, oh, sorry. Yeah. Should I run? Yes, you should. Yeah. <laughs> uh, congratulations on um, on being last season's champions. In that, oh, that yeah. Long ago. Yes. That was a great game. And I wish we could have been consistent enough was, to... Yeah, that's what I was going to say, so... We got a bit cocky, I think. Um, but, we're, I'm still kind of holding on to that performance because that's the potential. You know, when you find your potential, it's hard to con stay consistent with that. Um, but I know that we're a team that is definitely, definitely on the way to to just keeping that. Yeah, yeah. we just got to find a way to remember how our minds and how our attitudes felt and were that game and um, just do it, you know, it's, that's tough. We, we definitely were on cloud nine and fell out of the sky yeah. <laughs> for the last three games there. Disappointing, but I mean, this is how you learn. Yeah, yeah. But but, as, yeah. as the new structure, bring, Matt bringing the structure yeah. into the team, do you feel that it had played a massive part in being able to to be, yes. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. yes, I think so. I think um, there was one game where we changed to a we were a four four two, um, and you know it's so interesting when you're, when you're ready to face like a big team like Lynch because like you have no pressure on yourself, and I think we were relaxed and we were feeling really good that day. It was our first home match. Um, and the 442, we all knew what our jobs were. We all felt like we just didn't want to sit back yeah. with this team. It was like a uh, mindset of like, let's go at this team. Yeah. Like, and give it all with this. Yeah. Yeah. I probably want to do the same to us when we do the same to them. So. Yeah. That's, um, your yeah. goal was a fucking cracker. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it was it's awesome, man. Yeah. It was just so much, that was the attitude of the whole, t it's like a, it's weird when you feel like everyone knows what to do and like trust in you and tr you know, you, that really gives you confidence. I was turning on the ball, I was running with the ball, like I was shooting from distance, it's just like, it's That's good. confidence, right? Because if you yeah. gauge the, where the goals are, you yeah. believe that the further back you get to have a crack and you mm. score your confidence higher. Absolutely. Yeah. And then, but then you could be having an off day and just be And then it would look terrible yeah. if I tried to shoot from there, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And another day, so it's just practice and it's just confidence. That's yeah. all that is, yeah. really. How many hours a day are you spending on the pitch training? Our training is about two hours. Yeah. We train on a, depending when the game, if a game is on a Sunday. Yeah. We'd have a recovery training Monday, we'd have off Tuesday, yeah. and then we had a gym and a training on a Wednesday, and then a double training on Thursday, so it's about four, three, four hours yeah. on the Thursday, and then training Friday, training Saturday. Yeah, yeah. So, lots. Um, and, but, you know, in pre-season or before the league started, I was, I think at one point I did like two double sessions a week just trying to like work on things. Yeah, okay, yeah. But when it's in the Season, you gotta save your body. Oh, I've seen you burn out really quickly. Uh, yeah. So, so, so you've got structure the club, Craig's come in, he's done that. What have you doing in the way of nutrition looking after yourself? Are you just got, um, you're following a particular diet? Or? 
Well, we had a, and this is the first time I've seen this, I mean, I've only been here a year, but Matt kind of had a um, meeting with us and kind of showed us, you know, um, a triangle of like, you know, it's like, what are you putting, I can't remember what it was, it was like water, you know, hydration, what are you putting in, sleep, recovery, and your food, like sleep, hydration, like, so that's important. I think that's that's crucial. Just any every athlete knows that you have to look after yourself because it's your body. Otherwise, you look like me. <laughs> that's what the minute you stop, you look around, you go, oh, what happened? Is that good? Well, yeah. So, and um, I think it's good to just have that as a reminder. Some people might be like wondering why they're so tired or why they're playing like shit or why they're getting hurt all the time. And it's like, well, are you doing this? Are you doing this? Are you doing this? And it's good to just remind like this thing. I know I need reminding sometimes, you know. Um, so I think for me, everyone's very unique in how you look Absolutely. after yourself. Um, I, I make sure that I eat regularly, like at, at the right times, yes. and eating the right stuff before training. Yeah. Making sure that, that what I'm eating is going to give me energy and going to help me last. Yeah. Um, along with hydrating, that's something that I really have to improve. That how many drink. liters of water do you drink in a day? Um, I couldn't tell you how many. Yeah, how to include coffee. But you know what's interesting is we had a, a talk with a Swedish Good nutritionist. No, she said that if you are a regular coffee drinker, you don't have to like compensate by like hydrating because your body, it doesn't dehydrate you as much as if you like randomly hit a cup of coffee, like, and you don't oh, so you do, yeah, yeah, so, so your so body, like, to it. like not immune, but you become the adapts, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, and like, use, you know, because there's still water in coffee. Yeah. <laughs> a couple of beans, maybe some milk, <laughs> some froth on top, depending on what you want. Yeah. But, um, uh, no, okay, so that's alright, yeah. that's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, sweet. So, um, when was your first match for New Zealand? My first match. Yeah, do you remember? Uh, it was in 2010. Yeah, okay. Against Australia, actually. Really? Yeah, home game. Did you win? No. <laughs> I don't Sorry. think so. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> we haven't really beaten Australia in like years, so. What was it like? It was great. It was amazing. Like, I was just this skinny little 17 year old. <laughs> Um, I think it was extra special that it was a home game because yeah. those are really rare. Yeah. Um, just really cool, I think. I had just been playing with the under 20s. I just made the under 20 team. And I think yeah. like a couple of weeks later, I'd made the full team. Oh, wow, well, okay. And got called up for that tour, which was really special. So That's awesome. Um, and then I went away to Cypress after that. Yeah. It's one thing about football, I mean, not many other sports have it. The big American sports are big American sports. Yeah. Rugby's, okay, there's a couple of countries that may play it, but you don't travel anywhere in the air and see as many amazing things exactly. as you do playing football. True. It is true. Like, yeah. if you're going to put your son or daughter mm. into a sport that you knew that they would learn that the, the importance of playing as a team member and friendship, but mm. also understanding culture. Mm. You know, the quality and all sorts of things about different things, football would have to be yeah. the vehicle. Opportunities are, yeah. The opportunities I mean, look at that women's Education, paid for. I know, when we, you and I both come from countries, yeah. where it would cost us an arm and a fucking leg. Yeah. To get what you've got. Right? Yeah, yeah. you still exactly. paying them off when you're 60. It's incredible. Yeah, and to get that all covered. And then yeah. to be, but, but to, I said this to the boys that are here, like they were, they were a bit, um, one of them was a bit down the dumps. Uh, about not getting the game. I go, dude, yeah. well, you, you're fucking 20. Yeah. A, you got time, mm -hmm. right? And B, you get paid to keep a fucking ball. Yes. Go and pick bricks up for a day and then come back to me and complain. Yeah, bricks like, up. Like, but it is true, right? Like, you, yeah. you get to actually like live out what you want to do. And there will be millions of people every day that get on a train, go to work. Nine to five. Nine to five. Yeah. yeah. a couple of weeks off if you're lucky and afford true. it. You go to a job that you fucking hate. Yeah, yeah, and it's important to remind yourself of that too, because there's so much like we all trivial things. There's plenty of trivial things to complain about. Now, but it is like I've I've been doing this for a year, and I'm already just gobsmacked. Damn, I would have just my work day is two hours of football, something that I love. You know, so 
it's such an opportunity. It's incredible. Yeah. And so you have to do stuff like this, like you know, you sit down, have a chat, have a coffee, yeah. and a chat, and mm -hmm. it's part of building yourself or parts of your brand or parts of your career. Right. That okay, you know, you're going to sit back in, and you're going to do many of these, and I'm sure you've done lots of these as well already. So when you're done and finished. Yes, yeah. 50, 60 years of age, you can go, oh yeah, I've still got yeah. that episode. I go back and listen to it when I was 25. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. a different world. I mean, I feel, I do feel for the, the sports kind of women back in the day when they put in just as much hard work so they got paid 110 yeah. or 1100 mm -hmm. and they don't have the ability to go back and yeah. actually hear it's all up in their head. Yeah. And they only can live it themselves. That's why they said the public game. Yeah. I remember when all I yeah. fucking yeah. did that tackle on yeah. that guy and fucking broke yeah. his neck. You know, something like that. Like, something stupid. But that's, but that's they live their life through a schooner guy. Yeah. So, you're 100 caps, almost 100 caps. If you include yeah, them, you down to 20. I think you're about three short, actually, if I did the maths correctly. I think it's 15 and 75. So, five, yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Crazy. So, cool. so when you get called up to go back into camp, is the buzz still the way it was the first time, or is it more? It's more the fact that you appreciate the call up more than you probably did at the beginning, but you value it just as much. Yeah, I mean, anytime I get the chance to represent my country is a big deal. I always remember that because it's like there are very, very few people that get to do this, so it's like it's always an honour every time. Always, um, and it's, it had been my goal when I decided that football was what I wanted to do when I was younger. I was like, I'm going to play for New Zealand. Um, that's what I'm doing. So I got to, I got to think about you know, how special that is. And so, um, and it's really great because when we we're a team that doesn't really get together that much, so that when we are together, it's so special. I am a best, best, best ever friends on that team. And so getting the opportunity to even see them is like just incredible. I can imagine well. what it would be like. So nice. Yeah. And we have such a cool um, culture yeah. in our team as well. We're like one of a kind, I think, because we have players that have played together for years. Yeah. So um, that's always special. We have had a change in coach recently. Um, and that's kind of like... He's kind of implemented some changes that have shaken us a little bit, and we're just kind of getting used to that. And, um, but yeah, we have a, a tour actually in a couple of weeks in New Zealand. Cool. Um, yeah, playing Japan, and so it's, it's a home game, so that's a big deal. Um, and I'm looking forward to looking forward to the flight. Yeah. yeah. So I can imagine it's it's a crazy flight because it's long enough to get to Sydney, and then you're doing four hours to go to Auckland yeah. or. Well, the good thing is, is that we have had contract negotiations. I don't know if you've heard about yeah, this, but we're, yeah, we're on the same as the men, which is equal, which That's is like a huge deal. But the most important thing out of that was, in fact, the travel, like the having yeah. high quality travel, because it's like a five, six day tour, you know, and we've got players coming from like miles away. Um, and so the most important thing was to get us there, like, so that we can perform at our best. And... Yeah. Um, that meant that we could have business class. Yay! Have so, you flown business class before? I have not. Oh, you're so, going to never go back to coach. I know. Sorry. You're, you're going to go, <laughs> down the aisle, these people I, sitting honestly, down with your No, I really don't think I'm going to think about the next time I have to fly coach because I'm just looking forward to laying flat. And it'd be good to get home and see your parents? Really good, yeah. So I'm really excited to see them and they're excited. And my little brother as well. Oh, so. oh that's nice. Um, so yeah, that's sweet. Great, sweet. No, credit to Football New Zealand for doing that. I think it's definitely it huge. Has to happen, it has and, to happen. And our players, uh, it was our New Zealand Players Association that really helped us well. Yeah. Um, uh, we have uh, my teammate uh, Sarah Gregorius. Mm -hmm. She was on the board for the PFA yeah. Yeah. Um, and really helped push that kind of you know operator with New Zealand football, and that's what's happened. So it's. Groundbreaking. But it, need, it needs to happen. I was going to ask you when we were talking about the US. I mean, I've always had this feeling that women's football in the US, women's sports in general, they have this really honeymoon period when they create a new league. Yep. And then when the honeymoon period 
Yeah, he'll start to be uh, going to be married for a few bit, for a few months. It wears off, yeah. and then the interest in the league dies away, corporate money dies away, and then it disappears. Yeah. I firmly believe that the way the UK's now done it, some of the clubs have got affiliations here in Sweden, but obviously the way the Germans and the French have done it, that's going to be the model. Yeah. Right, it is the Seattle Sounders. It's not the Seattle whatever they are. Right. It has to be, though. It's in the Seattle range. Seattle range. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah I know whatever. But, but like you, 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 you get what I mean? Like, yeah. It, it has to be Seattle Sounders women's FC. Like, like keep so it within this, because there's I so agree. much money in that club. I agree. Why the hell do you need to have another franchise? That's different. Yes. I agree with it entirely, because it, it, it makes it, like, it's that separation again. It's like this is the women's version, yeah, but and this is the men's version. So it, it, I agree. It should all be one Wolfsburg, one you know PSG, men, women. Sydney FC. Exactly. One. I mean, it's all. It's so true. You've got. You don't have to pay two CEOs. You don't have to have all these. Because you're still. I'm a CEO walking into yep. a women's club. Mm -hmm. I'm going to be expecting somewhat of a CEO role, like so wage and things like that. So. Why pay it? Why not? Just it's just another form. It's another part of the office. That, I don't know how they don't get that right. Like I've done it so many times now. The yeah. MLS is so powerful. I think it, economically it's in the top five or six leagues on the planet now. Right. So it's far. It's out. It's taking over the, the Portugal's and the and the. Yeah, so yeah. why why can't it actually be done? But I just wanted to get your thoughts on this. Well, I kind of compare it to when I was in Tennessee, right? And there was a big controversy about... So when I first arrived there, we were called the Tennessee Lady Vols. Women's sports was the Lady Vols, and we had a little bit of blue in the logo. The baby blue. And it's been a legacy. Like, it's been a huge deal. Women's basketball kind of founded it. Um, women's sports. Like, this is the special brand for women. Yeah. And then you had the Tennessee Volunteers, which are like the men and the football and everything. And they decided to put it all together as just Tennessee Volunteers and remove the Lady Vols. And so there's a huge uproar from the women's side saying, like, taking away our identity and this and that. And so I was kind of like in two minds because I was like, at the same time, I can see what they're doing. They're making us all one, it's equal. And they're like, you know, this is how we've supported your athletes, this is how we've offered scholarships, it's all because we are all one sport, yeah. volunteers. Yeah. Um, but the, the argument that the women's side had was that that takes away so much of their own identity and what they had founded for themselves. And it was very kind of like feminist, separatist feminist perspective, where right. it's like, this is ours, this is our own, and you can't, we're not going to... We don't really want to have to, you know, become a part of a general population. If that makes any sense at all. That's so I right, did. Yeah, I, I understood that perspective too. So I didn't really know where <laughs> where to stand. Yeah. And I I could see for the NWSL and the M M LS. That was weird. I was <laughs> MSL. Um, <laughs> that you know, is that why? As well, is it the same reason? Um, is that the NWSL wants to be its own women's identity, wants to have its own like brands yeah, yeah. as female a female football organization, or is it because the ML MLS doesn't want to, you know, branch out? And yeah, they think it's a burden. And they don't. Want, Who knows? Yeah. You know, so you could look at it from that perspective, but um, but surely, surely, I mean, in my head. It works like this. Obviously, they never approached that particular deal right. They should have actually gone with them and said, look, commercially, these are the reasons why we need to do Absolutely it. Absolutely, commercially, right. but yeah. But respectfully, what can we do in order to keep that tradition exactly. alive? That's how the conversation made. We should have probably started, right? Yes, and you should look at how, like you said, how other leagues in the world are doing. And I think America as a nation in general should be looking at the way other countries work, which is the personal opinion of mine. So, yeah, I think um, you're right. It's it's more powerful if you associate you know, Portland Thorns with, uh, what are they, Portland Timbers? Portland Timber, yeah. um, Timber, I mean, you're almost making that, you know, that relationship between the two... They're both plants. I mean, why the fuck just just make it one team? I mean, it's not plant. It's, it's true. Not it would be powerful. But now you got to look at. Just, I know now. Portland. When I think of Portland Thorns now, it's yeah. like I think of like, well, that's a strong team. It's a good team. It's, it's 
and it's that's that's kind of it's kind of ladybugs they've made their own identity so there might be some people upset with the fact that they would lump them in with the men it would be an interesting move you, you could oh no oh no yeah. it's, it's the timber the, the axe thorns hanging off it like, it should have begun like the same they should have just started, they just started it out the same. I agree. I mean, you see the AFL in Australia doing it now. Yes. And they have the that's really cool. Nice. The women's AFL. And yeah. I'm like, damn, that's cool. You I could probably get you. I haven't thought right. about that. I was you like, how do you... I have no idea how to play it. I've never really watched it. You've got so. to play your egg ball and kick <laughs> yeah. it like a football. Like and you're a goalkeeper. A huge circle yeah, field. Fun for 11 k <laughs> You'll be fine. Yeah. 11Ks together. It's not going to happen. Interesting. Yeah. It's um, yeah, it is pretty crazy. <laughs> So part of your international career, is there any particular event that stands out? Oh, particular event. Well, my first senior World Cup was special because you know uh, it was my first World Cup, like senior World Cup. It was in Germany, which I thought was cool. I love that. I thought it was such a cool place. Um, I scored my first goal, World Cup goal, which against Mexico in like the 95th minute or something. That's <laughs> yeah. um, and we tied. We lost the two games before that, so we we're out. But because we tied, we got a, our first point at a World Cup ever. Um, and it was just like, a, I was 19, and I was like stoked to even be on the field, and then to, to score like that at the end was like, Huge! I was just like stoked that I could do that. Yeah, so it's always going to be a highlight for me. Yeah, but that's, that's that's the most you got to put it in perspective, right? Yeah. You're in a World Cup. Yeah. It's definitely. For a goal. Yes. In a World Cup. Got yeah. When I think about that, I'm just like, oh, we be tied, we didn't win. Like <laughs> that's, yeah, how, yeah, I, that's how I think now. But that's how you it's always <laughs> yeah. it's always like, oh, but we didn't win. Yeah. What? On this whole path of football, from backyard with your with your brothers to the club to university, what, at what point did you realise that you were on the right path? That this was for you. This is what I was going. To, this is what I wanted to do, but I now know that this is actually what I'm going to do. Oh, I think um, being from like Whangarei, like far north um, of New Zealand, kind of out of reach of the exposure of national team coaches when I was kind of getting to that age where I'm like, okay, I can make age group competitions now, like well, national teams now. Um, and we had, there was an under 17 World Cup in New Zealand. And I think I traveled down to Auckland, it was like a two hour drive every Friday night for like a, was, I think it was some kind of like New Zealand training squad trial team yeah. for the World Cup squad and I would go down from Friday all the way down to Auckland and travel back on a Friday night and only just to not get called up and that you know you when you're young like that you just kind of get that dampened dreams it's just like you know that sucked and that was my parents and my dad like really helped me with this and yeah. said you know don't stop you know because they they saw how much I loved the game they saw how much how you know I was good um, at that age and they just said just it's gonna come it's gonna come it's gonna so it was my dad saying like just be patient to come just keep working I moved to Auckland and within a matter of weeks I was called in I'd grown a lot <laughs> I was tall I was like uh, you know just how good are parents amazing I wouldn't be here where I am in my career without them driving it. I think the moment that I made that under 20 wide squad, I was like, let's go. I'm, this is what I'm doing for my life Because yeah. this proves that I can do it. Yeah. I come, I'm not from Auckland and I've moved my ass down here at 17. And, you know, I, did yeah, I mean, that in itself is daunting. And people don't, I mean, people that are, people that are I've grown up in the same post code and yeah. you know, that sort of thing. That's not living. Living is you know, so, sorry to say, but put your balls on the line. I keep dropping you know. these. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> yeah. so, but you know what I mean, like making that decision to move to Auckland or making that decision to move to Tennessee or now to Sweden, like it takes you places, this sport. 
yeah. but it takes you far away from places yeah. as well. And there's a, there's that balance, especially when it comes to parents. Like that's, yep. that's that for me is the hardest part. Personally. It's definitely hard. It's I mean, when I when I moved to Tennessee, I was homesick for like three months. I was ready to come home. Yeah. There's, there's no place like New Zealand. Like there's no place like that. So, um, yes, when I think about this and how incredible this lifestyle is and how far I've come and you know World Cups, Olympics, all that, and I always think about look how much I've just given up though. It's just yeah. comfortable. Yeah. But there's a downside there, not getting to see family and you know, yeah. your brothers and you know my brother and his wife and kids. It's it's very difficult. And to put that, to put that in perspective for other people, it's unless you've done it, you absolutely haven't. Like a holiday's a holiday. Exactly. You're gonna fly, you go away. Oh, I have a holiday six weeks. Yeah. Back home. No, 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 no. Mm. After the three months, after the twelve months, mm. eight months, three or four years, mm. it becomes you get those. You hear something and you go, oh. yeah. So, yeah. But speaking to what I'm saying, hearing something, I'm leading into music. So. You have over 12,000 followers on Instagram, and that's not just for football, it is for another hobby of yours or passion of yours, and that yeah. is music. Yes. So, at what age were you when you picked up a guitar for the first time? I think I must have been about like 12 or 13, because my dad plays guitar and he sings as well for a little bit, and so he bought me my first guitar. I had a year of lessons in middle school, like uh, intermediate. Yep. Um, which I think is the biggest deal for anyone that like approaches me and was like, "Can you teach me how to play guitar? Like, how did you get into guitar? How did you learn?" I said I had a year of like lessons. I went once a week for a year, and then I was fine. So like that is the biggest deal. It's like having yeah. to make yourself go and learn and do it, actually do it. It's the biggest part of it. Yeah. It's like anything. It's like learning a language, like learning to surf. You yeah. know, you just have to keep doing it. So I thank you know my parents for getting me into tutoring and like getting that those lessons down firsthand. Mm. Then I found, whoa, this is cool. I can actually play. And then I hard. just kind of thought. No, I was going to say, it is hard. To begin with. To begin with. Yeah. But, I mean, everyone's got their limit, okay? Yeah. And then you have to quit your job. And yes. Like, go on the dole and play guitar 14 hours a day to get past that limit, right? True. That's the reality, right? So, yeah, you really have but, to learn to love it. Oh, but, yeah. yeah, but you have the lifestyle, right? So you go to training, or you wake up in the morning, Absolutely. and you're right, like, you have the, you have the ability That's to just kick back, have cocoa pops, yes. and just play, and just sort it out. That's um, been a big deal. I think music became more valuable earlier on than my than when I've come here and have this awesome amount of time. Um, you know, I moved to Knoxville and found that I love country music. <laughs> unfortunately, but it's true, I do. Um, <laughs> it's fine. So, I do. <laughs> I my, 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 my wife says I'm a closet country. Yeah. And I kind of, I kind of am. I think. Well, before I even went, I was like, oh man, there's going to be so much country. I hate country. And I go there and I'm like, oh, take me to Nashville. Like, I, <laughs> I love it. Right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. So and so that, just being around that, I made a, a, you know, a group of friends outside of my soccer team um, who were musicians, artists. And that I think that group of friends really pushed me into the music scene even further. I um, started to sing a lot more. Um, started to play live once I found out that really? people I yeah, that. I did in Knoxville a little few little stints here and there like that little, is sick yeah I was terrified but I mean I did it so why not <laughs> yeah a little practice there were they, were they covers or were they things that you'd worked on yourself covers sometimes sometimes that and stuff but yeah. um, just getting better and better at that just I found that it was a really good escape from football um yeah, if I was, sometimes you get, sometimes I just get so annoyed with, you know, yeah. football that I just, just take my guitar and just focus on right? that. It's very therapeutic. Um, it's so, the other part of your head. Yeah. And so, yeah, since I've got here, it's like, wow, look at all this time I have. Yeah. So I think in the space of a year, I've already become that much better of a musician as well as a football player just because I've got the time to do it. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's special. And obviously you're writing your own stuff now. Yes. Lots. Okay. Have you thought about uh, recording? Have you have you been in touch with people here? I have actually. I actually, this is funny. I have a a recording 
date on Wednesday. Bullshit. Seriously. Really? Yeah. Because I... Uh, Where, whereabouts? Is it Malmo or here? It was here. Really? Yeah, I didn't know. There was a, there's a recording studio around here, so I've emailed the guy. I got in touch with a music management group in Malmo, and then I met with him, and he gave me a contact to do some recording here, because he wants to, you know, he said put your stuff on Spotify, so, yeah. Well, that's what I was going to say. Um, exciting. That is exciting. Yeah. I have done a ton of research about okay. it. Right. Yeah. So I've been in contact with um, this guy who seems to know what, know what he's doing. So yeah. he's given me a lot of advice okay. on which right, that's cool. music distributor to go through and all this kind of stuff. Yeah, okay. So it's not Trust just... me, I'm not just going to no, throw no, anything. No, 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 because it's part of, it's it's part of building your legacy, yeah. right? And you don't want to yeah. piss it up against the wall. Now, if you have any advice for me too, I would gladly take it. We'll have a chat after this. Yes, before. please. That'd be great. No, no worries. Yeah. Um, <laughs> how have you... I mean, with 12,000 followers on Instagram, okay, some people might say that's not what, and some people say, how the fuck did you do that? Have you actually tried to monetize those 12,000 followers? Say that word again. Monetize. What is that? Make money. No, how do you do that? <laughs> I'm <on the> show. <laughs> no, no, I mean. No, I haven't. Yeah, so, so through, I mean, you've got two. Kevin Walker is a guy that plays for you, Gordon. Uh, and so Kevin has his uh, music. He's also a musical artist. Like he's an artist. Cool. Has, I don't Actually, know. Actually, heard of some. Yeah, he's yeah. a guy. Yeah, so I, that his name comes up a lot. Yeah, yeah. So I, I don't have. Him. I don't have his exact <laughs> figures of what he's got. But I do know that he uses Instagram for his music, mm. and he uses this Swedish-based startup, sports startup called iPlay. Okay. Uh, and he uses that to connect with athletes and agents and fans. So he splits the two. Uh, so he's got two. I need to follow this dude, man. Yeah. yeah we'll sort this out. But yeah, so but setting up monetizing things. So like for example, um, you tick boxes that no you got a large number of followers on Instagram. Right? So you actually you do have access to all these other different features in Instagram that other people don't have mm-hmm. if you're unaware of the swipe up features and stuff. Uh, so you can post things and direct it to blogs and stuff like that. Uh, whereas if you have, if you're like me and just started the business out in the last like six months and you're growing mm. Instagram, so you get to ten thousand users. There's features you can't unlock. You can't do things. I have no idea you could do it. Yeah, yeah. No, we'll go through this. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> um, so yes, yeah, so you've got the, the users. You've got you play football. So you've got a vehicle for content around you. And then you've got music, which is even more content around you. So you've got different areas where you can go off, and you can kind of like work with other companies. There are companies out there, left, right, and center, that will say to you, "Oh no, I'm going to send you a pair of boots or a a slide." Um, yeah. Right. Yeah. So they so they're going to say just we want you to post about it, right? Only if you like it. Yeah. But you get to keep your item. Yeah. Right. So that's monetizing. And then other times you might okay. want to say. Okay, well, it might be a digital product. And I go, okay, that's fine, I can do that. Yeah. But it's going to cost you 5,000 sec. And they'll have what their budget is, you know. Mm-hmm. But it's just a matter of obviously connecting with those with those organisations. And a lot of the times, maybe some people may have even connected with you in the past that you didn't realise that. Yeah. And you've, disre- you've disregarded some, it and then you didn't realise yeah. why they were getting in contact with you. But There's some like kind of up and coming clothes yep. brands that I reached out and I was like, yeah, okay. Well, someone's called like, a, called like Just Human Clothing or something. It's like, yeah, well, okay. we're building, like, could you, we'll send you a shirt and if you could just post. So yeah. I was like, yeah, okay, I'll take Yeah, could you take the shirt? All right, so yeah. that's the early stages of monetizing okay. right, your followers and then growing those as tools and stuff like to grow from 12 to right. 20 cool. to 50,000. So. It takes time, yeah. uh, but by, I can guarantee you, you've got another six, eight years of football left. Easy. Easy. Mm. Right? That's without going into the, what do you want to call it, the, the, the elderly <laughs> leagues that yeah. may, yeah. may pop up in your le- mid to late 30s. Yeah. But then with your music, I mean, you could do that forever. Right? Yeah. So if, you, if that's done correctly as well, like, you could do lots of things. I mean, yeah. I can ramble for the next like, five hours about, cool. about what you could do. It's great. Um, but yeah, the, I'm a, well, I mean, this is the thing, like, agents are great for getting at the deal and stuff like that, but if they're so, if that's the world they live in, mm. in terms of having someone that looks after your brand, yeah. 
as an athlete and a musician, that's a completely different thing. The agent's going to do the contract negotiations, and they will look at things that are right for you. But at the end of the day, your one's going to make that decision on whether that shirt is really one of. I know it's a free shirt, right? But what does that shirt? Where did that shirt come from? What's it made from? Like, what do you stand for in the process of making that shirt? And I know that when you narrow down like, what you stand for, mm. it broadens the amount of businesses and things that will want to work with you. It's fucking crazy. Cool. It's crazy. But that's basically to give you a summarized, like, long-term idea within like, you know, like a couple of minutes. That's yeah. basically what we do. Cool. You tick those boxes. So, um, Obviously, we're connected on Instagram through Remedia, but do you connect, when someone connects with you on Instagram or Facebook or, like, I take you use Snapchat, I don't know. I don't yeah. use it. Sometimes. Too old, I can't work and they're my friends. It's not really, like, it's not really a public thing. It so, went big, right? Public, then, yeah. It went big and then yeah. it went away because Instagram might put all these features out there with yeah, the same, Yeah, you could right? do the same kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but do you engage with those people that follow you? Like, when they, when they like, when they like a post, you contact them and say thank you very much. I know it's time consuming. I think if um, I actually had to turn my like, notifications off, you know, when you get yeah, like yeah. someone this is like your phone, I had to turn ding, 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 ding. so many. Yeah, yeah. So I, um, if someone comments with a question, I'll answer the question. If I get a direct message about like, oh man, your song sounds so good, I will say thank you always. Yeah, yeah. I always said, yeah, unless it's like weird. Yeah. <laughs> then I like decline. You can see the draw off the text, right? Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> so, what other forms of social media are you using at the moment? Uh, Twitter. Yep. Don't really use Facebook that much. I used hard, to. Yeah, I do have an athlete page, like an official page, but I don't really use that much either. I really should, but I don't. Um, but mostly Instagram is like my go-to lately. Yeah. yeah. Especially when it comes to music, yeah. kind of things, Facebook and Instagram. And I, I have got some covers, full covers that I have on YouTube, but I haven't used that in a long time. You need a personal assistant for this So you've got time, but you haven't got time. Oh yeah, got so much time. I just, I don't know, I need to... Yeah, I need to start my YouTube up again because I just, you know, my Instagram just got so many followers so fast that it's like, oh, I'll just keep using that. As a club, as the football club spoken to you about leveraging off you? Mm, They needed someone to help them with social media and I said that I would do that. So I have been posting on the the Beatsburg Instagram, which gained some followers because I posted about it online saying like hey I'm gonna run you know I'm gonna post, yeah, sure. post yeah, some so content on yeah. yeah so I did that myself because just because they said oh we need someone to and I made some videos yeah. so I was like oh this will be fun so I did that yeah so what do you think about doing I mean jumping way ahead but what do you think about doing after football like inside from music but well you know music like that would be cool if I could do music for sure that's like hell yes but it's always like have something else in case so I've got you know, my degrees and I do have a scholarship, a postgraduate scholarship that I need to use by 2020. Yeah. So I was going to get my master's in psychology, um, but I, at the moment I have been focusing on music because I can. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, if I weren't going to do music, I'd be looking at sports psychology. Yeah. Yeah. Or just something along the lines of psychology or yeah, I think football. Yeah, I think. Uh, I I'm remember the. To go with the <laughs> no, I'm not upset. Yeah. I think um, the Burgess and Coles, the two guys, their surnames are these two blokes in Australia. Burgess. Yeah, yeah Darren Burgess is Darren's one of them. He's a sports scientist. Okay. And I think he has a partner. I don't remember the guy's first name. I think his last name's Coles. Anyway, but they, as a team, they've done Australian football. Um, with the Socceroos, and they went, and then two, both of them went to uh, Liverpool and worked as a team there with Liverpool. And I think they've gone back to Port Adelaide. And I don't know if they've gone to. I think the other one might have been actually the New Zealand All Blacks. I'm not sure. Wow. But they travel around as a team, and that is like the best sports scientist, one of the best sports scientists. That's on the awesome. Yeah, and, and I think that Colsey, I think he's a psychologist. Yeah, that's so, cool. They really looked cool. at, yeah, they looked at team up. Yeah. Would that be something, I oh know I've just sprung it to you, would that be something that would interest you yeah. with the other athletes? Yeah. yeah. 
We're in that sector. Sure. What's that thing about like when I'm once I'm done with football, it's like okay, what's next? What people look for is experience. What experience do you have? Well, I've played football for the last like <laughs> since I could run. So. Yeah. So you need to be in that same yeah. industry, right? Unless you know, unless I got a, you know, I was doing well with my music, yeah. which is what I'm I'm exploring right now. So. Yeah. yeah. You could comment. You can both combine the both mm. by having music-related therapy. With all your music and posts, have you ever paid for advertising, like to boost them, or are you just relying on, on organic? I did a, I do a lot of art as well on the side. So I painted a picture of Elvis. Really? Yeah. And I paid for a booster just because I wanted to sell it on Facebook, I think. Oh, my my channel, Instagram too. Yeah. Okay. So, so it would reach people. Yeah. Um, do it sell? No one really. I don't know. I don't know how to get into that art. Like, who wants to buy? I don't know. I tried to say, hey, let's buy this. I got a few people like asking, oh, yeah, I want it. How much? And then I'd be like, realistic prices. Like, I would sell it for like three hundred New Zealand dollars because it took a long time to do, and materials and stuff. Yeah. So, I did pay for an ad for that. Yeah. No, it's not much. It was like fifteen dollars or something. Yeah. Just to see if it would make a difference. Right? Yeah, a lot of people do the big mistake with online advertising is they'll do it once and they'll gauge their entire experience of that once. Yeah, see, Whereas I Whereas it just means that, like, <laughs> it means that when you did it, it just didn't happen then. Okay. But it's like, it's like placing, remember, I don't know if you remember, but we had back down in Australia, we had a trading post. Did you have that in New Zealand as well? A what? The trading, trading post. post. Oh, yeah. It's like yeah, a, it's like a so. newspaper. <laughs> Yeah. And then you'd have like all these little like buyer corridor yeah. for yeah. one of those But it's like advertising there for one day and then not so many part going, oh fuck it, it doesn't work. Mm. Yeah. But it literally was is, just so I could be like, I need to sell this. The truth is if you had to stretch your money out for longer, yeah. you may have come across someone that would be yeah, three bucks. Yeah. I love Elvis, so I'm gonna go for it. And then targeting targeting the ad to people that love Elvis. And yeah, then including exactly. and then including the shipping. So you say it is three hundred, yeah. including freight yeah. or whatever it might be. Increasing, include, increasing the price, yeah. and then including the freight. Yeah. Right. There's little tips and tricks and yeah. stuff, but you surely, I mean, you could do it. Absolutely, I've no doubt that you, you, yeah, you move should. it, right? Yeah, I should. Yeah. Try again. Is it here? Yeah. I'll show you. Yeah, absolutely. Because I have a um, an art page that I have called. Uh... My music taste is stuck between 1955 and 1979. That's fucking sick. <laughs> yes. That's how big it is. So it's so like cool. hanging in my apartment right now, looking pretty cool, but. That is awesome. Yeah. I really like the. Uh, 300, 300 Kiwi yeah. bucks. Just as a beginner paint, I don't know, I liked it. Um, it would be pretty cool if you did a series. Yeah. And you sold them as a series. Yeah. That would be sick. Yeah. Again, but it comes to space, materials. Yeah, so that's what the one time that I did do that, but I didn't really think about doing it for my yeah. main page. Yeah. It's, um, so, well, what's definitely, you're super creative, right? So that's, and that's for you as a time killer, which otherwise you'd be extremely bored if you can have. Yeah, it's, it's great. I love my time there. Yeah. Yeah. I use, I try and use it all the time. Yeah. You know, writing songs, practicing. Let's go right back, way back, 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 back to okay. the beginning. Of, if you had to start again, right. would you change anything? Uh, um, I feel like I would. I looking like now with how passionate I am for music, I would somehow, you know, if someone had pushed me to do more performance related things and through high school and you know so I could get confidence to perform more because that's taken that's one thing that's taken me a while to to gain as a musician now so I kind of I feel like I'm really late it's, you know I've still got a long way to go in terms of like singing live and like just getting rid of nerves and initial nerves I'm not better at it now but you know I've still got a way to go and I would, I've it would have been good to have that base to learn how to deal with that at a younger age and be 
that would have helped with confidence too. Yeah. I was quite introverted when I was young. <laughs> so no, I, mean, uh, I can understand what you're getting at. Like yeah. it's a different. It's almost like an intimate um, confidence issue, like because mm -hmm. if you are actually it's not a focal point of 22. It's a focal point of just one. Right. Um, so I can understand where you're coming mm -hmm. from. You're doing that. Yeah, it's. Um, I think the biggest thing that's helped me with that is 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 trusting that I do sound good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> With, you know, and reactions of people from my music. That's why I like to use my Instagram. I like to post, see what people say, see what people think. Yeah. Um, that helps me trust that it's it's good to just keep going. Yeah, so, yeah. So maybe that might help and listen to the praises because the praises are... Yeah. They're awesome. Yeah. They're awesome. Sure. So, so I always just appreciate if I get someone telling me, yeah, that sounds great. Love your stuff. Like, when is your stuff going to be on Spotify? I'm like, soon. I'm trying. Yeah. Wednesday. <laughs> yeah. So, I sent them a song, uh, an original that I recorded at home. And he was like, yeah, I listened to it twice. I thought it was really good. So, um, legend. Yes. He's just helping. He's been so helpful, this guy. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, Awesome. That's really cool. Yeah. So he's seeing the potential. So there you go. That's another big like box to drive. If you um, if, if you had another young football player or young musician come up to you, uh, what sort of advice would you give them? Um, I would say don't ever, ever, ever give up. Because and if you feel like you want to, just remember why you started. Basically, um, and and enjoy. Yeah, you gotta love it. It's gotta really be fun. Gotta, love it. gotta keep it fun, right? Yeah. Otherwise, it becomes a chore. Yeah. How can people find you on all your social network platforms? So this is your this is your shameless self self plugging. Um, Instagram is at hwilkins seventeen. All lowercase. It'll all be in the show notes, so I'll put it in oh, below. Right, so great. it's all good. Right. Um, it's like at Hannah Wilkinson instead of the N, it's a one. Because <laughs> I guess my name's popular and yeah. I couldn't use my name as my <laughs> username. Um, both of them are official, um, um, what do you call it? Uh, verified accounts. Yeah, so. yeah, sweet. Um, that's the real me. Okay. <laughs> I had some fake people before. We'll, uh, we'll, well, I'll pull those in, um, and then I'll chuck in the Facebook and stuff like that so as well, and yeah. obviously YouTube, so we'll give YouTube a plug as well. Yes, I need to sort that out. We'll do YouTube. Yeah. Hannah, it's been awesome. Great. Thank, Thank you so you much. So much. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Legend. Yep. Cheers.